All right, uh, sitting in front of me is one championship bantamweight, Kevin Chong. And uh, what's going on, Kevin? Uh, how has your trip been to Korea? It's been great. I've been here for seven days so far, eight days. And um, I've had a great time uh, to see a lot of uh, got a, a lot of relatives, uh, people I used to train with before, some good friends of mine. Um, so it's good. I haven't been back in three years, so I'm excited to excited to come to check it out. Now, what I want to start with is the story of you getting signed. It's an interesting story. It's not the normal way of someone would get signed by a major promotion. So could you get into that story from the beginning, like when you actually went to the first one championship event? I've been watching I've been watching one championship back in this called one FC for quite a while now. I was coaching and I was helping train one of their fighters for a main event and I ended up cornering him um, in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia for his fight. Unfortunately, he lost. It was a very close decision, but uh, he did very, very, very well. And I got to talk to some of the matchmakers and promoters and people on the inside while I was there. Uh, but prior to that, I had been reaching out um, to uh, to the people working in one, to their staff. And you know, I was I was always doing my part. I was, I was um, pushing my pushing my videos on social media. You know, making it known that I wanted to fight for them and I want to. Uh, be a part of their company and part of their team and be one of their athletes. So uh, after cornering and after coaching, uh, I got a letter or I got an email about a week after that said that uh, we'd like to offer you a um, exclusive contract. So I signed a six-fight contract. It's been about a year so far. I've had two fights. I uh, went one and one. So uh, right now I'm, I'm enjoying my trip here. I'm training when I can. And, I um, hope to be back soon. Alright, let's talk about your debut in Myanmar and you know leading up to that fight, how was your training camp? First, talk about how your training camp was and how long you trained for that fight because it was a very successful debut. A lot of people were interested to see how good you really were since you were kind of a relative unknown at that moment, at that sure. time. I, uh, I got news of the fight, so I had signed with them in February, I remember, uh, and I got, that, I believe that fight was in June, it was in June or July, it was in June, June 30th, yep, and uh, I got notice of that fight maybe 28 days in advance, just about just about four weeks. Uh, luckily, I'd been training, I, I had already been training like, a, like always, um, so I just kicked it up a notch. You know, instead of training five days a week, I was training close to seven. Um, and I was doing two days. My weight was good, and uh, you know, flew out there, fought a two-in-one uh, guy from China, and it was a fun fight. It was a fun fight. I, I wasn't worried at all. I, it was fun. I enjoyed my time in there, and I learned a lot. So uh, it was a great experience. And on top of that, I got to see Hong Wa uh, win the middleweight title. So. Man, it was just such a wild, surreal experience seeing, you know, stadium packed full of, you know, 10,000 people just going crazy and screaming, and, you know, being with him, and he's pretty much like the, you know, the president of Myanmar, so it was a great experience and uh, something I won't forget for sure. Your next fight was against uh, the Filipino, who was uh, basically the number one contender in the division. You took that fight, a lot of people were surprised 
that you were matched up with him, but you know, when you're a fighter, you gotta take the fights when you can, especially the chance of you to a chance of you upsetting somebody so high up in the ranks. Sure. Is that why you kind of embrace that offer? Yeah. And um, you know, he's a he's a big name. He's fought for one, you know, more than 12, 13, 14 times. Um, he's a veteran and uh, he's had like people said he's had he has four or five times of amount of fight experience I do. So going in there, um, you know, we have we have footage of him, and, you know, I, I, I studied him for sure. Uh, but, you know, it, it was a bad night for me. It was a very bad night. Um, I didn't prepare like I should have. Uh, I wasn't training the right way, per se. Um, just because you're training and you're striking doesn't mean you're preparing for a specific person and their skill set. You can't just kickbox. You can't just kickbox. you got to move a certain way. you gotta, You can't just... This is why I tell my students that I teach. Uh, everything is different. The range in MMA is different from kickboxing. You can't just kickbox. You can't just box in close quarters. There's so many different tweaks and so many different techniques that we need to apply for um, for a specific fight. And for that fight, I didn't do that. Um, and and I, I learned my lesson. I paid the price. So, uh, moving forward, um, I know what I have to fix, and I think that my next performance is going to be much better. So let's talk about the fight, you know, with Kevin Bellagong, the actual fight. The result was not something that you wanted, but you actually took him to the judges. Did you think that that was an accomplishment in itself? I wouldn't say it's an accomplishment, mm -hmm. but... Uh, Man, his, he's finished his last, you know, three opponents decisively, first or second round. And if I recall correctly, that night of the fight, my fight was the only one that went to the judges. Every, every other fight, there was, someone was finishing someone. And uh, so I did go three rounds with him. But, man, it's not, it's not something I would say is an accomplishment. You know, I, um, in terms of the fight itself, I... Uh, I do have regrets. I have a lot of regrets, but now I know what I have to fix when I'm training. Uh, I can't be doing my kickboxing, Thai boxing, the way that I have been. So I've already made adjustments. You know, I'm talking to my uh, my training partners, and we've already started to to, to make adjustments to our training. Um, and I think the hardest thing about finding a Kevin Dalian is that you can't quite find someone like him to emulate that, that can emulate his style. He has a very peculiar, he has a very weird style of just circling kind of on his bike and bantering power shots. And, um, um, he's got good fight IQ. He's got very high fight IQ. You know, like I said, he's been in the cage many, many times. So it was a good learning experience for me. And I've said that many times before. And I just look forward to, to the day where I can say, I can look back on that and laugh and say, man, that, you know, I sucked that night, but now I'm a better fighter and I'm a better martial artist. In that fight, what did you prove to yourself after it was all said and done? Uh, there were moments in that fight where I know I could have finished him, uh, and I didn't. And what I, what I take from that fight is that you know I can, I can compete with the best. And with the crappy training camp, and with injuries, and, and, and just everything, with, with everything, with life, and just, just work, and school, and everything coming at you at 100 miles an hour, I can still compete, and I can still hang with the best guys in the world. And until 
I'm at that top tier, which I'm not there yet, but I will be one day. I, until I'm there, I gotta keep working, I gotta keep learning and improving my skill set. So, uh, yeah, I, I proved to myself and I proved that to a lot of people that um, a guy that's been finishing the top, consistently finishing the top guys in the division, uh, you know, I come with him and I had him in some bad positions. Um, so what I take from it, I take from it that you can't abandon your roots. And my roots are in my uh, uh, Taekwondo and Jiu Jitsu. So, um, that won't happen again. <laughs> Moving on from that fight, you were signed to fight Imanari, you know, the Japanese grappling legend, and uh, you got injured. So can you talk about your injury and how you how that happened? So I got injured about probably about a week, the week after I signed for the fight. So I took the fight and I got injured the week after. So that injury was healing up, it was healing up pretty well, and I was still taking the fight. I was dead set on taking the fight. I, I said in an interview before that I'd love to fight a legend like Hasekatsuni and I got my, my wish got granted. So I I got injured, I was healing up, and the second injury was so bad that I just, I immediately knew. When I heard that sound, I was like, man, there's no way. I mean, there's absolutely no way. I can't walk, I can't run, I can't walk up a flight of stairs. So, uh, um, as disappointing as it was, you know, I had to, I had to tell my manager, I had to say, man, I, I can't do this. But you know what? I, I hope, I do hope I can face him in the future. Um, and if not him, you know, I'm still healing up either way. So, um, you guys will see me back pretty soon. Can you give us an update on the injury and? you know, how your body is feeling right now. So, uh, I'm feeling much better. So, while I'm out here in Korea, you know, I've trained a couple times, um, but I'm, I'm being slow. You know, I, I tell people I'm not, I'm not 19 anymore. I'm not 19 anymore. I'm not 18 anymore. I'm not 17. Um, so, I got to give my body some time. And before, what I used to do was if my shoulder was hurting, I would still work on my kicks and I would still do um, a lot of just drill, a lot of drilling. But with this injury, it was so bad to the point where I just can't, I shouldn't be doing any of that. So I'm just staying away from the gym for right now. And I think that's healthy as an athlete. I think it's healthier sometimes just not only be stuck in a gym or a dojang or a dojo and, and, and live your life, you know, travel, see the world. You know, try different foods, you know, go out and hang out and spend time with relatives and travel. So, I'm not worried and uh, I hope to be back at least to like 90% in the next few weeks. So what is the timeline for your return? Do you have an opponent in mind? Um, you know, those types of things because, you know, a lot of people are wondering, you know, what was happening with you. Yeah, so my last fight was November of last year, um, so I haven't been in the cage for a while. Um, but I, I hope to be back uh, probably in like July, July, August, latest. So the moment I get back to the States, you know, it's the same old routine again, you know, training, teaching, and working. So say July or August, hopefully. Yeah.